screen in a moment, um, not just yet, but uh, you can turn to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 33. Now, I, I like the way um, Jamie introduced this, uh, is that we're doing the parables. We're doing the parables in three weeks. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I think that's quite a challenge, and considering that I was given the shortest parable that you've ever heard of, uh, which is this one. Um, that's a, a bit of a, I think a slight, slight stretching of it. We're doing three, three parables uh, rather than all, all the parables. Unless Jamie's going to do all the other ones next week, maybe. No? No, okay. No, we're just going just gonna to do three. Excellent. So I'm just going to read this, uh, and then I'm going to say a little bit about it. Okay, so this is a very short parable that Jesus told. Uh, and it, uh, he, uh, it's just in one verse. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Great story. Uh, I used to tell bedtime stories to my kids. I think if I told them that one, I don't think they'd be that impressed. They don't want more, okay? Um, So we're going to just look at this. But actually, although it's very, very short, there's a lot contained in what Jesus said there. It's quite profound. So we're going to go into to look at this uh, this picture uh, that Jesus painted of the kingdom of heaven. And before we do that, I just want to uh, talk about what the kingdom of heaven is. Uh, the Bible talks a lot about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. They're the, the same thing. And basically, it is where the good things of God are experienced, are experienced, are known. Heaven itself is a perfect place. It's where God is, and there's no bad thing in heaven. Uh, and in heaven, you experience all the good things of God. His peace, his love, his presence. Uh, there'll be full health and uh, full joy. Uh, there'll be everything you need or provision you could possibly think of. That's what heaven will be like. Uh, and above all, it'll be where Jesus is, and we can enjoy him and, uh, and God, and we can just enjoy being there. And it'll be just, it's a wonderful place. And, uh, and yet, what we are led to understand through the Bible is that actually that can be experienced today, or at least in part can be experienced today, uh, because the kingdom of heaven, through Jesus, has come to earth. And so, when, when Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven, he was talking about the good things of heaven being experienced by us today. So that is his joy, his peace, his presence. And a little bit about of what we were experiencing this morning. I hope you really uh, were able to enter into that worship time, where God came and wanted to reveal how good he was. The good things of God. Uh, uh, and we had testimonies at the start about how the kingdom of heaven was breaking into people's lives, where provision was coming, uh, where they didn't have one. That, that's part of the kingdom of God coming, kingdom of heaven coming, where provision comes, or where uh, the fear goes from people's lives, or, or where, um, where there was sorrow and sadness, joy comes in. That's the kingdom of heaven breaking in. And, um, and it's a, a really important things for us to understand is that the, this is what Jesus' ministry was primarily about. He came to bring in the kingdom. And this is not just when we go to heaven, it's now. Um, and, uh, and so we want, 
we want to understand exactly what Jesus was saying when he was talking about this parable and what it means for us today. The kingdom of heaven is also, or a kingdom, of course, is where uh, some king rules. And, uh, and so the kingdom of heaven is obviously where God rules. And so not only are we experiencing his goodness, but also his kingdom rule, God's rule, comes into a situation. And because he's a good God, where his rule is, it's a brilliant place to be. Okay, now... Um, before we look at this parable uh, in more detail, I just want to look at uh, the Lord's Prayer very briefly. Um, and uh, this is in Matthew chapter 6. And most of you will know this, we, we've learnt it at school, uh, or wherever it was, and we, we repeat it. Uh, but it's a really important uh, fact uh, of how Jesus wanted us to pray. And, um, and I just want to read the first bit of it. It says... This is then how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Now I think it's fair to say that Jesus put at the first bit of his prayer what he considered most important. We tend to talk about the things that are most important to us first. So the first thing that is most important to him is hallowed be your name. That's the first thing. My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Which means basically... We want your name, we want you to be honoured, we want you to be glorified. And Jesus' stated aim is to glorify the Father. That was what he really came to do. But then he says, your kingdom come. So the next most important thing to Jesus was for God's kingdom to come on earth. And then he goes on in, in the rest of the prayer. So this was so close to the heart of Jesus, the kingdom of God being coming and being experienced on the earth. It's what he really wanted to see happen. And so this was uppermost in Jesus' thinking. I want the kingdom to come. I've come that the kingdom may be expressed and experienced and known uh, in this world. Because at the moment, the world was, uh, is, is, if you like, the dominion or the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of this earth or various other descriptions the Bible has. And these are very different kingdoms. One, we experience bad things that come in, the other one is the good things that come in. An illustration of this, if you like, is um, what we currently see today, and it's, it's, a, diffi- it's a really difficult thing, uh, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an illustration, is, is the migrant crisis that we are experiencing at the moment. We have people um, who, uh, and I'm not going to go into the politics of, of how we deal with it and everything, I just want to use it as an illustration, People in a desperate situation, particularly in, say, Syria, where they are facing, uh, they're in a country which is torn by war, and uh, they've got no provision, they're in danger, they're in fear, and they are looking for a different place. They are looking for a new kingdom, if you like, uh, and they see Europe as that, where there is no war, there's peace, and there's, there's provision, and there's joy, and there's hope. And so they're in, they're in a bad kingdom and they're looking and they're thinking, actually, I can see something else. I can see something better and I want to get it. And, and many of them are risking and, and, and many are losing their lives to get uh, to this new place. And if you like, it's a contrast. It's, it's, a, it's a picture of, of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. And I want to come back to that a bit later. Um, and, uh, and what it's like to be in the kingdom of heaven, and what it's like to be uh, in the kingdom of darkness. 
Now, this is so important because Jesus said it at the start of his... So what we want to know is how does this kingdom come? How, does it, how do we get this kingdom? How does, it, how does it come to us? And this is what this parable, parable is about. How this kingdom comes. So, let's look back at the parable again. Just read it out once, once more. He told them, as, uh, uh, excellent, hold on Josh, with me there. Uh, he told them still another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. So this is a, a picture that Jesus brought. And what it is, is, is the kingdom of heaven is, is the yeast that you put in the dough, okay? And when you compare it to the dough, uh, I've, I've used illustrations for cooking before, and uh, it's not very helpful, because I'm don't really i not really a baker. I have been watching The, the Great British Bake Off. Does anybody watch that? Yeah, a few, few, few women here. Any, any men watch it? No, if I just oh yeah, excellent, well done. Well, yes, I I, I watch it because my wife watches it, and uh, it's generally on when there's no football. Uh, but anyway, that's um. Uh, so I, I I glean whatever baking I do, I glean from that. Um, but there's a tiny amount of yeast, and it's sort of insignificant compared to the big bit of dough. Uh, and yet, when you when you knead it in. Uh, and you see this, and there was a bread week a few weeks ago, wasn't there? A few, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, when you knead it in, uh, the dough it's, looks exactly the same. Nothing's changed. Nothing's, you know, it's still the same size. This little bit of yeast has gone in. Um, and yet, when, when you leave it for a bit, suddenly this, not suddenly, this thing starts to grow. And this yeast is affecting the whole of the dough until it, it rises and and changes, completely changes the texture of, of the dough, of, of the original material. It's completely changed through this. And so Jesus here was giving a really important picture for us to understand how the kingdom of God works. Now, it's probably true to say that the disciples at this point were looking for Jesus to bring a change. They saw him as a leader. They were suffering under the Romans. They were struggling... Uh, as a nation, and they were expecting Jesus to come and to raise up an army and to overthrow the current leadership and to bring in a new kingdom uh, and basically do it externally. He was going to come in, he was going to be a, a warrior king like David, uh, who brought in a new kingdom, a new kingdom of peace and joy and wonderfulness, and that's what they were expecting. And so Jesus here was teaching them actually that's not the way it's going to work, that's not the way it works. <laughs> the way it works is it's going to be almost hidden. And I'm not going to come as a, as a warrior king in the sense of I'm going to establish, I'm going to be king on the earth as a human, as a man, standing like Dave, King David did. That's not, not what it's going to be like. Um, and, uh, and he was teaching the people that actually that's not how it's going to happen. It's not going to happen for us that way. Um, now, I want to look at two, two ways that the kingdom comes. And uh, this parable can be understood in two ways. Firstly, personally. Personally, okay. When, when we come to know Jesus, when we become a Christian, 
the kingdom of God gets planted in us. And uh, we receive Jesus Christ as we ask and we accept him, as we, as we have faith that he is who he says he was, that he uh, came and lived uh, a perfect life, died on the cross, uh, and then rose again three days later. And when we come to faith, when we come to believe that and say, yeah, Jesus, I believe you died for me, I believe you took my sin away, uh, I believe you paid the price of my sin on the cross. When we, when we believe that, then the kingdom of heaven gets birthed in us. Now, sometimes when that happens, there are dramatic changes that take place instantly. Uh, people uh, have, have given testimony of how addiction has gone in a, in a moment. And, and how suddenly all their, all their fears have disappeared. And so suddenly there's some sudden changes that can take place at that point. But it's also true that as we go on and live as a Christian life, so the kingdom of heaven has more and more influence and effect in our lives. We get to know God over time better and better. We get, uh, as Paul put it in Corinthians, we are transformed with ever-increasing glory. And so there is a, a work of, of the, the kingdom that's going on inside us that is gradual and bit by bit and takes and goes through all of our lives. And that we are always being transformed by this kingdom yeast that's inside us. And so that although there are moments of, of major breakthrough, the majority of what happens is over time as we, uh, as we allow the kingdom of God, as, as it permeates through us and changes us. And so this parable shows how, you know, that when we become a Christian, that's not it. That's not, you're not the finished article. There's, there's work that God does through the yeast of the kingdom that happens and transforms and, and changes us from one degree of glory to another as, as time progresses. Now what we could say, if we're not careful, is that what we don't want to do with this, with this parable is to say, oh well that, that's it then. Okay, so the kingdom gets birthed in me, it gets put in me, and then it just does its job. And I just don't do anything. I just sit here and wait until I'm completely transformed. Well, to, to some extent that's true. Um, but without going too far in the analogy, uh, if, you, if you put yeast into dough and leave it in the fridge, not a lot happens, or stuff does happen, it happens very, very slowly. If, however, you put it in a warm place, the effect is much quicker. Bakers agree with me on this one? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, excellent. So there is a place... Uh, now that, so in, and if we look at the rest of the Bible, we see actually that that's true of us as well. We can, as Christians, mature and grow more effectively when we are warmed. And, uh, for instance, examples are in... I'll just look at some of these. Uh, uh, and particularly when we're warmed in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, if we look at Galatians chapter 5, and verse 16. Excellent. Paul here is writing to the believers and saying, Live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And in verse 22 it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. And then when you go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, I just want to marry all these together. 
And we looked at this a few uh, weeks back. It says, do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And so, and so here we have a picture that Paul is painting of, of what we do to help that process. And, and, and the, gift, the, 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 the um, kingdom of God is a gift to us. And yet God encourages us to just be ones that are dwelling and being filled with and being responsive to the Holy Spirit. Because when we're here, like coming here on a Sunday morning, we are being warmed up. And as we're being warmed up and as we're being open to the Holy Spirit, so the work that he does and the, 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 the penetration, if you like, of the kingdom of God increases within us. And so we do have a part to play. We have to engage with God in this. We don't earn it. We don't, we don't come to God and say, well, you know, I've, I've come to church three times this this month, therefore, you need to do this in me. That's not how it works. But actually, as we're in his presence, as we spend time in the word of God, again, if you like, the word is, is good dough, if I can explain it that way. Uh, when we feed on, on the word of God, that becomes part of us, and that is something that uh, the yeast works in and causes us to, to mature and grow and change. And so, and so although, although it is a gift, there is a part we play. We, we partner with God in this process. That we engage with God, and we spend time with him, and we spend time in his word. And as we do that, so the kingdom of God uh, infiltrates and permeates us, and changes us. And we experience more of his goodness, and we experience more of his joy, and we experience more of his love. Those fruits of the Spirit grow within us. And, uh, and as we do that, so we are transformed. and we, we know less fear. We know more of his goodness. We can experience more of everything that he, of the good things he has for us. And that's what God wants us to be like. God wants us to experience his kingdom for ourselves. And it's vital that we do because the real application of this, um, of this parable is to the world. And... and that the yeast is the kingdom of God that changes, but actually we then, as we allow the Holy Spirit and we allow the, the kingdom of God to rise in us, so we become carriers of the kingdom. And then we, we then are those that go out into the world and start permeating and affecting those around us. Because we're carrying something, we're carrying the yeast. And, and it's so important for us to realise that 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 when we, having experienced something like this morning, go out into the world, we're carrying something. We are carrying yeast of the kingdom. And we think, well, what, what am I? What am I in, a, in my school? What am I in my, in my college? What am I in my workplace? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one Christian amongst hundreds. What, what good can I do? And this picture is so important because what, what Jesus is saying is, yeah, you're a tiny bit of yeast. But that yeast in a massive amount of dough, and, and, uh, and, and the parable here is a, is a very, very large amount of dough, and it's a bit ridiculously large. It, it would have made about 150 loaves, apparently. So Jesus is saying, look, look, you're a tiny bit of yeast, and this is, this is a big bit of dough, but listen, if you allow that to be worked in, if it gets worked in, it's going to affect the whole thing. And so as we go out, having been affected by the kingdom, when we go we're going to start affecting those around us. And that will happen not because we think, okay, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to stand on my desk and I'm going to preach at these people. 
or I'm going to intentionally share the gospel with someone. Not that's a bad thing. But it's because we've been affected by the kingdom, we will inevitably affect those around us. Because we're going to go into places with no hope, with some hope in our hearts. We're going to go into places where there's no joy, with joy in our hearts. We're going to go into places where there is little provision because we have been provided for through the kingdom and we are going to have a different attitude, a different outlook on life. And you know what? It's going to be like those, those migrants. People will see, come from a place of poverty, of lack of hope, of sadness, of no joy, and they're going to see something and they're going to say, what is it? What is there? What have you got? Why are you different to me? I, 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 don't, I can't put my finger on it. You haven't told me. We haven't had a long conversation, but I can see there's something different about you. And where I am at, this kingdom that I'm in is not good. And I want to come, I want to taste something of your kingdom. I want to see what you've got. I want to, I want to experience something that you've got. Now that may take some time. But actually, as we, as we experience the kingdom ourselves, so that will have more effect on those around us. And what Jesus was saying here is that that is the way the kingdom comes. Now we might think, oh, wouldn't it be good if we were part of a massive church? Uh, a church that was so influential that it could change society because of, 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 its, of its influence and power. Now, I'm not, I'm not against big churches, don't get me wrong, they're, they've got a place and they're wrong. But actually, that isn't the way Jesus intended the kingdom to come. Big churches can have an influence, and that is really good. But actually, that isn't the, the pattern. The pattern is individuals, you and I, being affected by the kingdom, going into the world, and being who God has made us to be. And that is the way God intends. And this is what this parable is about. That's what he intends us to do. And what he wants to encourage us is it doesn't matter if you're one in a thousand. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You go into your school and you think, I've got no influence here. I can't do anything here. No, you carry something. You carry something that will inevitably affect those that touch around you. And you go into your workplace, you go into the school gate, wherever it is that you have influence, and you will be influencing because you are experiencing the kingdom for yourself. And that will be attractive, and that will be effective to those around you. And I want to encourage us, as we go into this new term, that actually you are carrying something. Even from being in the presence of God this morning, you have, you have got some of that yeast inside you, and you're going to carry it into your workplace, into the place that you are. And you may not see an immediate response tomorrow. You may not see something. You may not see it for a week or two weeks. But as you, as you, as you allow that kingdom to grow, as it's warmed by the Spirit, it will be effective. That's what this parable is saying. It's not saying, oh, you may or may not work. No, no, this yeast affected the whole day. It grew into something. Uh, it changed the texture. It, changed the, it made it an edible thing. It made it good. And so this is what Jesus was encouraging us about. Now each of us have, uh, if we look around this place, we each have different giftings and different things that God's put into us. We've got people that are gifted in the arts. Uh, we've got people that are gifted in, uh, who, who are called to work in government, called to work in the local authorities, called to work in education. All these areas 
need to be affected with the kingdom of God. And what God has called each of us to do is, uh, uh, is not necessarily to build big churches, although good as they are. He's called us to go into the world, into the places God has put us, and to be that yeast. And that is as much a calling as me standing up here talking to you, as Jamie leading the church here, as, uh, as, as Rochelle leading uh, the, the worship, as good and as great and as, as important as they are, if God has called you to, to, to be a teacher or to, to work in local government, or to, that's, that's the calling, because you're going to be yeast and you're going to be affecting the dough. And, and we mustn't look at, at different offices in the church and think, oh, if only I was that. No, no. We, we are called to bring the kingdom and wherever you are, whatever point God has put you at, whatever part of life you're in, you are doing that as you allow God uh, to let the kingdom rise in you, you are then taking it and being uh, the kingdom to those around you. And there will be an effect, and this is what this parable is encouraging us, there will be an effect, there will be a change that takes place as people see what you have and what you uh, go for. Now, just want to finish with going back to uh, the Lord's Prayer. Because one of the things that, that has been sort of coming into to my heart recently is, is that actually, although this is, this is a parable, we, we, you know, we can, we can understand what it says. The Lord's Prayer, uh, what God taught us to pray is, uh, hallowed be your name, we want God glorified. And then he's asking us to pray for your kingdom to come. So, we're, although the kingdom is growing and it's having effects, we're also encouraged to pray for it. Pray, your kingdom come. Now, you think, well, why, why are we doing that? Surely, you know, this parable says it's going to happen anyway. Why are we praying for it? Well, I think, again, when you look at the whole thing of Scripture, we, we have a partnership with God. And I think, for me, praying... Before I go to work, your kingdom come. It helps me to realise that I have a part to play in that. And if nothing, it transforms my thinking to think, I'm praying for God's kingdom to come, because that's what God asked me to do. And I'm going to think today, how is your kingdom going to come? Now, most of the time, I'm just doing what I'm called to do. But then we have examples where someone might come up and say, oh, you're, you're, you seem to be quite cheerful, what, what's, what's going on? And then there's an opportunity in, um, in 1 Peter it says, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Yeah. So when I go thinking, how, how, you know, I want the kingdom to come, suddenly a question comes up, oh, you're happy today. Then my response is, oh, yeah, well, yeah well, oh, wonderful time on Sunday morning. Now, that will just blow people's minds, to be honest. <laughs> and it's difficult, and, that's a, and that is where we step over the chicken line and say something about what God's done for us. Testimonies of what God's done. Testimonies of the kingdom, like uh, Rob shared this morning. Those testimonies need to be in here. They need to be out there. They need to be in the world. People need to know, like people have heard of Europe from places like Syria, they're desperate to get there. They need to hear the good things of the kingdom. They need, to, they need to hear, actually, this is what God's doing. You know, we pray for someone. We, we shared a testimony uh, about someone provision, and, and four people got provision through it. Really? 
That, that's, that's the kingdom. And, and it's, it takes a bit of bravery, it takes a bit of, uh, you know, to stand up, uh, and I'm talking to myself here as much as anybody, to say, actually, no. But actually, if we, if we start praying, Lord, your kingdom come, then, then there'll be something that happens in us. That when we have those opportunities, we're going to have that bravery to say, no, I'm, I'm going to share the good things of the kingdom. I'm going to tell people what it's all about. And so I think I want us to encourage us to pray that prayer. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let the, good, the, the people of Plumstead know that you're good. Let your people of, of my workplace know that you are good. Let your, the good things of your kingdom be experienced by them. That they may want to come and say, I want to be part of this kingdom. I want, to, I want to experience the good things. I want to come and know this God that you talk about. And in Philippians 2, and just finishing with this, it says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, as you shine among them like stars in the sky. That's what it will be like. As we allow the Holy Spirit, as we allow the kingdom to permeate us, as we look for the kingdom to come, as we pray for it to come, so we will be those stars that shine in a dark place. And people will be drawn to us. That's how the kingdom will come. We don't have to think about, oh, you know, oh, if only I could preach, if only I could stand on the street corner. No, no. You're called to do what you have been, you're gifted to do, wherever that is. And as you allow the Holy Spirit to, to warm your heart and experience the kingdom for yourself, you will bring the good things of the kingdom into your workplace, into your school, into your college, into your home. Yeah, let's just pray. Father, I thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for the encouragement it is to us. That Lord, we, Lord, we look so small at times. <laughs> Lord, I look so small in my workplace, and yet, Lord God, you have put something in us, something so precious, so amazing, that as we live out our lives before you, God, it's going to impact and change and affect those around us. And Lord, it might take a bit of time, and it may, we may not see it tomorrow, but God, we know that this kingdom is going to, Lord, change the environment. It's going to change the places we are, uh, because we're carrying it. God, and uh, Lord, we just want to be open to you, so we want to pray, Lord, let your kingdom come through me. Let your kingdom come through me. Uh, we want to pray that, Lord, we want to be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have. But Lord, we want to experience the kingdom for ourselves, and Lord, we just as people have just been prayed for this morning, those that have struggled, that they would just have wonderful testimonies of your kingdom. Lord, we want to have testimonies that not only come out here, but in the world. Look what God did. Look what God did. And that, Father, they may just want to come and experience it for themselves. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.